Welcome back, everybody, to BPMB, and today we're going to be talking about the amendments. Jose, can you explain that for us? Uh, yes, I can. Today, we are going to be talking about the admet- amendments that more, more specifically uh, expanded the rights of people in the United States. Because back then, not everyone had rights, especially if you're African-American or a woman. So... Many amendments have been put in place since then. Jose, can you give us a list of some of them? Uh, I certainly can. I can list you six different amendments. Is that okay with you? Yeah. All right. So we have Amendment 13, Amendment 14, Amendment 15, Amendment 19, Amendment 23, and Amendment 26. Now, David, I know there's something special about amendments 13 to 15. What's so special about them? Well, the thing that's so special about them is that they usually pertain to after the Civil War on African-Americans. Basically, the 13th abolished slavery. The 14th gave rights to those African-Americans citizens. And the 15th Amendment gave them the right to vote. Okay, now the 19th amendment, that was the amendment that gave women the right to vote. It said that the government cannot take anyone's vote away depending on their gender or sex. Now, other voting amendments include Amendment 23 and Amendment 26. The 23rd amendment allows the people who live in Washington, D.C. the right to vote because Back then, they didn't have the right to vote because they thought they were too close to the Capitol. Now, the Amendment 26, that lowered the voting age to 18. This happened around the time of the Vietnam War where teens were starting to get drafted. And people thought it's not okay for people to be drafted and they still don't have the right to vote. So they lowered the voting age to 18. Now, most of these amendments have some sort of historical significance, such as the 13, 14, 15, which David talked about, which came after the Civil War. These are called the Civil War Amendments. Jose is going to talk to us about the Amendment 19. What did women have to do in order to get this right? Well, back then, you know, women did not have the right to vote. And so people made, you know, associations like the National Women's Suffrage Association to, you know, work for a federal constitutional amendment. So, like, that would guarantee women the right to vote. And they fought for a long while, you know, the, like, the association that I mentioned, the National National Women's Suffrage Association, they were organized in 1869, and it wasn't until 1920 where the Constitution passed the 19th Amendment. So all of these amendments, they changed society. How did they do so, David? Well, they changed it greatly, actually. It extended the rights for everybody, mostly African-Americans and women, sometimes even people that didn't own property because you kind of had to own property to be part of voting. So, yeah, as David basically said, it made everyone equal. We all got equal rights. But there was challenges with this. Congress needs two-thirds agreement across the board in both houses in order to pass an amendment. 
And that can be pretty hard to do, especially considering that America is split into two major political parties who never agree with each other on most terms. So, passing it through Congress is a real challenge, especially with an amendment. That's, there's, there's only been 27 amendments. That can show you how hard it has been. Now, once Congress passed the amendment, three-fourths of all the states need to ratify it. That's a pretty long process with a lot of people needing to agree, and it's just really hard to pass an amendment. So that's where some of the challenges. Also, people were racist. They didn't want African-Americans to have rights. People were sexist. These are the past years we're talking about. A lot of sexist people back then. So, you know, the powerful men in Congress didn't want to see women have equal rights. That also posed some challenges. Now, we're going to have Jose talk about the Equal Rights Amendment, which was never actually passed. Jose? All right. Thank you, Kevin. Um, well, the Equal Rights Amendment was a uh, was designed to, I, I guess, guarantee the equal legal rights for all, all Americans. It didn't matter what sex you were. It didn't matter what race, if, what, none of that stuff. Uh, it seeked to end the legal distinction between men and women when it came to divorce, property, employment, and all things like that. Um, and it was first written December 1923. That's when it was introduced into Congress. Uh, at first, it was largely largely supported. You know, um, many women were supportive of it. You know, because it was fighting for their rights to to be equal to men. And so it was it was supported and it kept on going and going until around the 60s after being introduced again to the House of Representatives in the 70s. It was approved by both the House of Representatives and by the U.S. Senate. So at that point, it was sent to the state legislators for ratification. Their deadline for this amendment was sometime in March 1979. And up until 1977, 35 of the necessary 38 states ratified for this amendment. It was at this point where it started going kind of downhill, I guess you could say. Uh, Five state legislators, which were Idaho, Kentucky, Nebraska, Tennessee, and South Dakota, voted to revoke their Equal Rights Amendment ratifications. So this kind of like, I guess you could say kind of killed the momentum that it had and so it kind of fell apart why did they revoke their ratification well kevin um a a woman named phyllis stewart slafley she argued for conservative women and these women were argued that the equal rights amendment would disadvantage housewives cause women to be drafted into the military and lose their protections such as alimony and eliminate the tendency for mothers to obtain custody over their children in divorce cases so because of this many labor families also opposed the equal rights amendment and well because these feminists thought that it would eliminate the protections for women in the labor law and so yeah Interesting. So are you telling me 
that legally women don't have the same right as men? Or is there something in the Constitution that they, that they do? Well, as far as I know, there is no direct statement that women have rights, but it is implied they do. Because as, as said in Amendment 14, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jur- jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. You know, as you know, in the 14th Amendment, it also says that no state can make or enforce a law which takes away their immunities as a citizen and that no state can deprive that person, no matter what, of, no matter race or sex, uh, of their life, liberty or property without due process of law. So that's about it. There's, it seems to me there's no need for the Equal Rights Amendment, but I have seen articles online saying people are still fighting for it. Well, that seems to be all of it, folks. We have just listened to you guys all the amendments that extend rights to every citizen in America through a civil war, protesting, drafting, discrimination. Our Congress have created these amendments to protect everyone. But just because it's law doesn't mean everyone follows it. That's true. There are lots of acts of racism in America today, in the workplace, in the community, and there's a lot of sexism. Maybe one day we will fix it. But as of right now, we'll see. Only time can tell.